Help me out here. Welcome back to the Help Me Out Here podcast. This episode is brought to you by Soundstripe. If you're a creator and you need music or sound effects for any of your projects, like me, I make a lot of videos, I need a lot of different songs and sound effects, check out Soundstripe. If you follow the link in the description and use the code Zach at checkout, you'll get 10% off your membership and it's already super affordable. So go check it out. They have really good music and sound effects. Also, you can become a patron and support my work for as little as $3 a month. I'm so thankful for all my patrons. And if you want to join the Patreon gang, please do. It helps me out so stinking much. And um, I'm just, I'm very thankful for my patrons. Today on the show is my friend Seth Webster of Oh Sleeper. It's his second time on the show. And also co-hosting with me today is my roommate, Caden Burton. This conversation was really fun. We nerded out about video games and kind of went down a bunch of tangents and it was just a blast. So hope you enjoy it. See you later. It's nice though, because this time you don't have to like hold it the whole time. Well, and that kind of like, now I don't, I don't know what to do with my hands. <laughs> you can just um, do that the whole time dance. while you're yeah, talking. I Most people listen anyway, so you can do, do whatever you want and they won't just, see you. Yeah. Um... We, we have Seth Webster back. I'll do an intro like I okay. did last time, but yeah. you're back on the podcast, and last time <laughs> the video <laughs> got corrupted. Did it, I tell you that? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it I, was a bummer. I listened to it. Oh, yeah. The HDMI you port and my five camera. other people. <laughs> it got way more than five. Oh, that's cool. It's around eight. <laughs> there we go. I was going to say no one, no one followed my Twitch. <laughs> Dang it. Dang it. So you started a Twitch, though. I did. I don't know that that's an extremely effective way to describe it. I created one and <laughs> streamed things uh, that, counts? That, that bots followed. Yeah. Uh, and maybe one real hey, person counts. for. Counts as a, fo- I mean, I, a follow. I mean, I guess, but it wasn't like a person I could interact with. So that was, that was that. Interactions overrated. I think interaction I is really hard true. to get while streaming. Sure. I, well, I struggle. Th- so the idea that I have is hoping that, I will have talked to enough people about it that like then even if it's just six of us, like we all get on, we're, we're doing a raid or, uh, there's a couple of activities that are, you can have a team of six and doing that. And then even if it's just the six of us on, um, trying to eat each one of us with a little bit of a following that we could, we could sort of like bring into it, um, like grow each other's stuff. Well, and it just make it interesting. The the goal in the end is to make it where we're proficient enough that like it's kind of sherpaing, kind of like picking two people that win a drawing esque kind of thing uh-huh. to do a raid with us or do. Um, there's a thing oh, now like called playing the with viewers. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, we're none of us are going to be like streamers because we're gods at the game it's just going to be like we can do this competently and it's fun because you get to interact with us yeah that's the idea that i have um that's I, smart. Zach, so no, that's what's interesting about that is in our ranks zach mayfield the drummer was actually like the number three monk in the world at diablo really? uh, he has he, i think he has like 540 something followers on twitch oh nice that's um, pretty good but his he is actually a genius at the game uh diablo diablo 3, three? specifically yeah. yeah so we when i bought when i bought the switch uh that's what we've been playing nice and yeah the, they ported that over for sure that's well, cool when it's nuts because D- destiny is can is just like as time has gone on especially after bungie bought themselves from activision 
is just like exponentially gone out the the amount of variety that you can get like creating builds for specific play styles and and weapons having a like a broader use and and things like that it's, it's become i've always loved the game but i'm super easy to please i just like saving the universe is about all that i need and then just saving to, the universe have, is very low yeah very low standards <laughs> uh but, but just in general like the i i find myself still um like I love year one weapons, the things that rolled with something simple like uh, Rampage and Outlaw, which Outlaw is just quicker reload after a kill and Rampage is uh, it stacks. It stacks higher now because you can get a Rampage spec that takes it past it, but it would stack three. And so you're just like nuking dudes. Um, I want to try Destiny. I mean, it's fun. I, 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 have it. It. I just like if we got if we had some like some interchangeable teams of band dudes, I think. The, the player base for the game itself is is uh, consistent enough yeah. that I think that... Like there's enough people be, watching Destiny on Twitch, you mean? Sure. Okay. We're doing that or just in general like that it... So like for me, th this is in general a way to make useful a thing that I love to do and make it useful in a sense of like creating something memorable for fans if they find that it's an arena that they they want to jump into. Um, but I imagine a lot of people are like me where it's like the difference between spending four hours doing something for nothing but enjoyment versus spending four hours doing something that can create something useful for people and potentially generate a, an amount of revenue for me. Yeah. Um, and I would do that in tandem with like I – practice bass I'm learning this song or I'm working on this tone or whatever it is and then play games for this long and then like write you, lyrics or you know whatever yeah. it is dude that'd be sweet if <laughs> I always take like an idea and go way too far with it but that's it'd be cool to make your own like transitions between scenes on twitch where like it like fades into like those cheap like the <laughs> very first version of like adobe uh <laughs> I don't even was it Premiere? Yeah. Premiere is what I learned in high school a thousand years ago. Yeah, that's what I still use. Um, but it'd be cool if it like zoomed out from first person cam into gameplay, but there's like an animated Seth that comes down and plays a bass riff. It's like and then it goes into the gameplay. I mean, if we can figure out how to do it, I'm in. Oh, people can do that. You just have to hire an animator well, and spend yeah. a bunch you of money. You could just get somebody to make a cartoon version of yourself. And then have one version with your hand up and one down. Oh, you and just then cut back between and forth. it so your arms just moving. And then you just put the audio in there. Yeah. <laughs> with uh, with the streaming software like Streamlabs OBS or just regular OBS, you can add a lot of cool stuff to your mm. stream, make it more interactive. Highly recommend you add that. Yeah. Any use that uh, with a computer I can, after the stream, I can like. Yeah. Show no, it to I love it. Any bit. any and every constructive criticism thought. Uh, place to research I'm into that's kind of like my goal from now until the end of the year um, is to develop at least a strategy for all those things and try and really launch with like a, a semi regular schedule uh, just to just yeah. to see what mm -hmm. catches that's on. that's the important that's the thing with content key. is schedule which ticks me off about you because you're really good at twitch but you need to be consistent. I know. I just after I started working, I just got way less motivated to consistently yeah. do it. It's but hard. I, um, well, I think that for myself, I and I will encourage you, but you know, take it with a grain of salt. 
I'm trying to phase out of having to have like I go to work to work because in the end you just you lose a lot of time. I spend time in traffic. I I do that and and it just it just adds up. And then at home because I do events like I do. I can go four days of a week and have them off and then work the weekend and do what I need to do, which is great. But Thursday, Friday, Saturday are, are going to be the times when people are like, have the most time to watch what you're doing. Yeah. And so to me, it, it, it's like, I have to figure out a way to transition out of that. Or I like, you're just, you're going to get to a place where the tipping point is and you just have to be like, all right, I'm dropping into the half pipe. And if I, you know, eat shit and crack my head open. That's just what I got to do. Oh, I've been yeah, eating I'm, shit I'm for a couple of years now. Well, dude. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's like you just, you have to find a way. And so <clears throat> I'm simultaneously trying to figure out like some web development stuff, something that would, would parallel with the things that I want to do creatively. So you're saying you might want to phase out of your current job. Oh, no, I absolutely do. I just have to find the discipline that I feel like will be successful. I've done sales, but it's it's just really like I have to find a thing that I can do as long as I have my computer. Yeah. Um, something as simple as like I can be streaming while I watch for the email that I'm waiting, you know, to, to something like that and try and juggle them until I find a way to make them both make sense. Yeah. Um, but the good part about that is streaming during office hours is, you know, exactly like you'd imagine it. There's, there's not many viewers. So it's like, Oh if yeah. I, and that's if, my only free time. So if it's I, very difficult. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, if I can figure out during the day, something to be, you know, productive enough to keep gas in the tank, so to speak, mm-hmm. and then have nighttime to like, I also have to fi- juggle like, not being a shitty husband in there too. <laughs> so it's like having like we have Tuesdays and and you know Thursdays or or whatever like just all those things like starting to try and get the conversation together and then the band itself like we want to do it together so like the sleepy raid night is blah 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 you know and, and stuff like oh, that. Oh, cuz I know Shane and Micah game mm-hmm. quite a bit. Well, the we all play games a lot, but but getting everybody in the same room and making it like I don't know if you watched the stream that they did when they were they're doing the Bloodborne marathon. I didn't even know that? this. Yeah, no, it's I would have loved well, to watch them play Bloodborne. I think that it's still up like you can watch it, but what they did was because they they've started taking me through the game. I'm um I'm to Vicar Amelia. Which all the, but like my favorite part about the game, I still know very little about it, but the gameplay is it doesn't matter how powerful you are, like how much you upgrade things, like the most peon character can still kill you <laughs> if you're like just. That's you called know, From around. Software. Yeah. Yes. Yep. And it's all, oh yeah, that's right. You played Sekiro with them in the, in yeah. the band. Yep. I've beaten Sekiro like one and a half times. Mm-hmm. And then I have Dark Souls 2 and 3 on yeah. my computer. I need to, I still need to play those two. It's a, it's a game format that I'm, I'm less familiar with because I, I play the first person shooter type has been consistently what I did. But it's difficult. No, it is. Well, I just even watching the gameplay, like, I love how important because my frustration as a kid, while hack and slash is super fun. Yeah. You think of the mechanics of fighting and, you know, and as you get into being older, if you've practiced martial arts or, or any of those things, it's like you start to have an understanding of how unrealistic the physics of what's happening is, which you don't mind because it's a video game. But in Sekiro, I found often as I watched that it was like, they're even taking momentum into consideration in the way that the the game reacts to what you're doing. And I was like, Whoa. That's crazy. That game was really cool. so yeah. expertly 
mm-hmm. thought through and executed that it is an experience oh, of a yeah. game, and I'm grateful that I played it. Well, is it only PC? No, no it's, it's everything. On, it's, it's on console. Well, and, okay. and it's like, and then too. So a thing that I love about Destiny is that they. So a, a thing about playing a video game is you die, you come back to life. How does that work? Well, you're playing a video game, but games now are are like in Destiny. You you starting the whole thing. Uh, spoiler alert earmuffs if you've not played the game yet. <laughs> but the whole way that they justify it is that th- your existence begins with being resurrected. Oh, cool. And so and and that that's that you're you're all tapped into this source that enables it to happen over and over again and it's actually it's like it's part of the culture of being a guardian and it, it's part of the story instead of this thing that we just overlook because it, it's like uh, what is it's like inside the space of the natural understanding and in secure they do the same thing yep. like in the boss yep. in the boss fights like oh you fight this guy three times and he has three different versions oh it, it's a you know it's like it's a mutation or it's uh, he's actually this thing you know like the the headless gorilla and the stuff like that and you're watching With it the and you're, centipede yeah and you're just like you you're just yep. like yes he's Creepy. dead and then you're like what he's not he's and not. there's another one what's happening oh yeah yeah the wife and sh- and Shane's like you know Shane's playing it like flipping out he's like oh fuck ah. you know it's like, <laughs> and it's just like it it's so much more entertaining I feel like than you know I remember playing you know Super Mario on the rides home like like I could see on my Game Boy every time like we went underneath a street light and I'd be like <laughs> you know and it, it's, it's just so much fun that it's, it's evolved games too. have gotten so crazy yeah. I only it's play like, Christian video games usually sure. yeah. well not me I'm a heathen right you are Dude, uh, <laughs> wait, have you heard of the, the Christian video game? It's like Bible Man. Wait, there's, actually, terrible. there's actually a Christian <laughs> yeah. video game. So there's, I hope to never play there's it. There's videos on YouTube of the trailer, but it's basically two brothers designed this Bible video game where you go through as like the main protagonist of the Old Testament story. <laughs> okay. But it looks cringe. I will say this. Cringe. I will say this. If they made a VeggieTales game, <laughs> I would play it. That'd be but sick. that's it. Like like a Larry Boy video Larry game. Larry Boy. Which dude. I really I feel like Larry Boy would have been a superhero you could have made a video but game. But what around. if it was like VeggieTales characters but super gory? The, I, oh, I feel like yes. I feel like it'd be an aesthetic I could appreciate, but it would it would <laughs> that would be fall very flat. Hilarious. Like, like a DC comic style Larry sure. Boy. Well, I think so. Okay, that that actually brings to mind. This is we we were having a conversation about. <laughs> what does this. that bring to mind? Well, I'll I'll take you there. I promise. Um, you think of well, we're on a journey again. Again, bear with me. You, you think of what stories are supposed to do. They're supposed to elicit thought, and and I I found whether it was because you you grow up in in this cylindrical kind of thing of every like everything sort of revolves around the same thoughts and maybe that's why it felt the way that it did but christianity for me as a child i thought that it, there just was nothing cool about it and and it, and and it doesn't it doesn't have to be cool in a sense of like entertaining or whatever but i just meant like we're we're submitting ourselves to the idea that we're following the creator of the universe and it's just like it's supposed to have juice yeah and and a lot of the and that's what drew me to um playing like really really heavy music was that was where i was like not only is this a thing born out of something that makes a lot of sense to me this really angry emotional place that this is this is 
the ability to achieve catharsis, but, but it also was like the Christian dudes were the ones that everybody was like, Oh yeah, they're fucking insane. Yeah. And, and to me, I was like, from where I was coming from and the things that happened to me, I was like, that's how it should be. Like we should be making the craziest shit because we believe the craziest shit. Interesting. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like we're, we're, we're abused children believing in redemption and, and being kind to people instead of being goons. You know, it's like, it's the complete opposite of what you're doing. And, and that, that's nuts. I think you mean like you're nuts. You mean like playing heavy music is the, Seems like the complete opposite no, of what we should. No, be doing. no, no. I just oh, okay. mean, I, I like, like when you sit down to write a record, which you we have, just did. Yes, you <laughs> have the group of things that you hope to accomplish, and I would venture to guess that they're very, very thought out, meticulous, specific things, as opposed to like. We'll dress this guy up in purple and gold, and he's a Bible superhero. <laughs> like, are you talking about that show? Yeah. Well, but that's what they made the game about. And I remember being a kid, and, and I would constantly have this conversation with my mom. Like, so the first CD I ever bought was Metallica's Black Album, which she got really nervous about, mm-hmm. and bought me Michael Sweet, who was the lead guitarist and striper, uh, Delirious. DC Talk and um, the Newsboys. <laughs> no, it wasn't them. I don't think they were out yet. Probably not. I'm old. But, uh, but there, and there was one other, and, and it was like at the time, like Corn was breaking out, Deftones, break, and it just it was like that was a music that I could identify with, and I for the first time had this moment of of having words. Uh, to articulate it, but I just, I told her, I was like, mom, I I really am grateful that you would do this for me, but I don't hear myself in any of this. And I I think as a parent, that was something that, that she was upset about and, you know, in the grand scheme, rightfully so. But I think that that said of like going back to the, the point that I was making, I think that you, I think that you're like me, even though our backgrounds are different. I think that metal is, at least at the moment, this dialect that we speak well, and it's how we communicate to the people that it's for them too. Yeah, and and it's you know it's always about pushing the boundaries and and learning something new and finding a way to tie it in and and all of those different things as opposed to, and I can't say that I know that they don't, but the idea of the Bible so often is like what we already have instead of like, what does this mean now? Yeah. And, and so if you like, but even though the Bible has like some of the gnarliest stuff ever in it, even if you just think of it from like, a like a story perspective, you create something like Bible man that is so (laughs) sterile and you try to compare it to like, Batman and the Joker. <laughs> are you like, is, are you talking about that super corny like '90s show? Yeah, but that's yes. that's what they made the video game after. And the thing that I'm thinking about Funny. it is in in the grand scheme oh. of being like an adult human <laughs> or or a teenage human or whatever the the things at play in the dynamic between Batman and the Joker ideologically are like I mean. It's it's an intergalactic chasm compared to like the guy that's 
I mean, I don't even know the villains because I, even as a kid, I was like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> but, but like, uh, well, okay. about Bible I, villains. Yeah. Well, not even, but like the villains that would be in that show, like Larry boy, I know better. Cause I, <laughs> I, my sister is 11 years, uh, younger than me, but it was like Larry boy fought the fib. The plant, one. like the, the weed, right? Yeah, All they, just they, they chose not like a big, there was a big blobby guy. But, but even those had more dynamic than the Bible man stuff. And but then again, taking it back to Batman and the Joker, like Batman and the Joker are such a great rivalry because I think that in the midst of their fight, they they grow into having this intimate understanding of each other and then ultimately like a respect. And, and it's in the midst of a, a lot of other things. Um, yeah. If you've read the comics, I mean, you know, the people listening, if you've read the comics, you know that there there's like exponential subtext and, and things like that to it. But you can, like, that's just such a brilliant, thing to have to look at and dissect and and things and so to me even though i am a christian like i will always choose the, the like batman joker kind of thing because i just feel like i get more out of that and maybe yeah and we don't have that's to, way cooler than things, bible man yeah. well like, i've i said cool in the beginning and i realized that was was probably kind of a useless description but i but i think again in the weight of validity i think that um, well, I guess it's like this. I, I, I can, I can liken it to, I went to a meeting somewhere and there were missionaries, um, which the work that they do is incredible. They, they go into countries that are, uh, very different than ours and they, and they put on this production and they do it. And I, I asked him, and this is six or seven years ago. I was like, what do you do for them after you've taught them the gospel? And he was like, oh, well, you just always point them back to that. And I was like, but what about the whole rest of life? <laughs> and he got really frustrated. And, I, you know, I didn't mean it like that. I genuinely, I was, I was like, because this is where I'm at in my life. I was like, okay, I, the redemption story is, in, is, is incredible and, and, I'm, and I'm with it and all that. But, like, what do we do now? And I've, I find that often I'm so grateful for my church because I feel like that's kind of where we're at. And, and other. Where do you go to church? Of people, church of the city. Cool. Um, I'll have to check it out sometime. But it's like more people are moving in that direction of like, okay, we like we're we're all like we all are around this flagpole, but like now we got to go to class. And I I feel like that's a thing in art that I'm hoping, and, and I feel like I'm seeing like Dustin Kinzer, and I'm gonna misquote him. I think I said this last time, but I like I have a screenshot of it saved in my phone. He's mm -hmm. like. There's a lot of shitty art made in the name of Christendom. And it's like, that that's just the thing that it sucks. Well, I just, I, so when it comes to creating art, I think I don't specifically like making quote unquote Christian art. Well, I mean, art. even that thing, it's a, it's a useless tag. It's like, it's like, well... Here's shit, but I'm gonna put this really pretty gold wrapper on it to it's make like it a, better. It's like an excuse to make not as good art. No, I told there are that's people making art for like Christendom or whatever yeah, that absolutely. is great for sure. But I also like making just art because that's what well, that, art is, but see, and it I can relate like, to yeah, anybody, yeah, yeah. you know. One, well, and I feel like though that when something is great, you don't have to make a distinction because part of it being art is that it is great. Yeah. 
and that gets into the whole like Christian band versus real band thing. But we don't we don't well, need to get like into what that. You said. I mean, I know that you don't mean it, but like real band. But that yeah. thing of like, or your youth pastor being like, "Oh, this is the Christian version of," and it's like, yeah. don't say that. <laughs> like, even if it's true, don't tell me that because I already can't listen to them. Because what you just told me is that this is less than this other thing, and I don't I don't want that. I, I want to listen to the that's so weird. Regular yeah. band, the real band. Well, yeah, yeah. Or, or like there, <laughs> man. There are some. There are some travesties along the way with that. It's. I wonder why. I feel like I talk about this too much. Whatever, but like, there's no such thing. We've we've obsessed over these things our whole lives. Yeah, I just can't get over it. Like, yeah. why? Where did the Christian band thing start? Like, was it the '90s? Like, or like the DC Talk thing? Because that was like super edgy. Well, but it I, also man, started earlier than that. Probably, I don't know. I don't know. Because because well, you think of okay, so like, have you ever heard Tourniquet? No. You want to talk about gnarly speed metal, dude. Tourniquet is Tourniquet. insane. Or uh, there's there's another flesh something. I don't know. I, More like Tourniquet. Got him. Like if you. But um. No, I mean listen to him. It's like <laughs> it's like. Well, because back in the day, like Agnostic Front was kind of the beginning of of like the the like punk kind of turning into hardcore and those things all coming together. But there are bands. Um, and then I can't think of their names cause I'm on the spot trying to, and you're getting old and, and stuff. I can't, that too yeah. need that, that King Cobra. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what is King? It's, it's a like, King Cobra. It's but a for King your brain. Cobra. Yeah. But for your brain. <laughs> no, it's like some <laughs> herb that, uh, they put it in, in like the, I don't know. How did we get from video games to this? Because this, this guy, is, this is what happens when you, you are just you let, you're a waterfall of information. You let me but you are an absolute <laughs> blessing to be around. It's a blessing waterfall. No, but so, but well, the central nervous system of this idea is is art. Um, but yeah, but there there were just bands in the '80s that like did. A, oh, I mean, Meshuggah is such a great example too. They're different genre, but I mean, Meshuggah has been playing the music that Meshuggah's played for they invented the gented yeah and then 15 years later we got a hold of it and everybody's like oh my god this is crazy and they're yeah. kind of like um we did well, that you know what? we don't have to tell you because we're huge <laughs> such geniuses that we'll just we'll just put obzen out and melt your brains and did you hear bill burr's yes. little thing about mashuga i love you know it. who bill burr is yeah, yeah. that bill burr he plays went drums. to he went to a mashuga show and talked about how he's not typically into that style of music but yeah. seeing it live made him love seeing it live and he's like cool mashuga was so sweet and he because he understood polyrhythms and things yeah. like that so he actually oh, got okay. he's a drummer we well and his drum teacher is who took him but but his his observation, which I'll tell you both, if you've never seen them live, never. I went, I went, it was either earlier this year or late last year. I don't remember now. They came to Nash? But it was like a religious experience. <laughs> no, I really want to go, but I'd never see them no, near look, me. Every, th like all this is, <laughs> is like real deal. Like we're all going to go the next yeah. time they come. We'll figure it out. I'm so okay, down. Yeah. Well, pro you'll probably be on tour and we might also be on tour because that's. I'll probably it's the nature being a of the beast, music. but we'll figure yes. it out. We'll like figure that. it out. What if we beast. both just tour with Meshuggah? What do you say? That. So we headline. We headline. And probably then, O Sleeper. And then it's an O Sleeper Meshuggah e switch off opening. Yeah, every yeah they can night. switch off. <laughs> it's a co-opener. Here's all I'm going to say about that is Black Dahlia Murder opened up for them when I saw them. If that, yeah. If that tells you anything. I've never listened to them, but I remember... They're a big deal. The Black Dahlia Murder. They were playing Warp Tour when I was a 
Yeah, we little you want to feel inadequate as a musician, those are two great <laughs> bands to go watch and be like, well, I'm never going to do I've that. I've just accepted that the, I'm inadequate. The, the cool thing about, I, I didn't. Well, I don't I accept didn't, it. It's always like, I'm like, nagging oh, I've got to get better. But sorry, go ahead. I, I didn't watch them play per se, but I needed shade. So I laid under the semi that had their gear, you know, their mm-hmm. little trailer thing. And their drummer was warming up on one of those pads, just his feet. Oh my gosh! He was doing like that side to side toe thing and just. <laughs> oh no, he's talking about Dahlia, not not Meshuggah. Yeah, I, know, just, but I just, just wanted to play Meshuggah. Yeah, yeah just, we wanted to bleed real I quick. Zach can play the beginning of it, and it makes me want to punch him in the head. He played it for a sound check one day when we yeah. were with you guys. Uh, let's talk about our band stuff. No, I think that's good. Thanks for changing the subject. Yeah, I could have been there for. Yeah, we could be there for for hours. Let's just. We're just gonna cut that first. 20 minutes of oh, this Oh, no, out. it's going in. <laughs> um, how was your most recent... So, most recently for O Sleeper, you dropped your full length, Bloody yeah. Unbowed. It's fantastic. And then you guys toured it. We how, did. How'd that go? So we did We did a month, a month-long headliner, uh, U.S. and Canada, and it was absolutely incredible. We took out uh, our buds and Famous Last Words, uh, New Homies, Convictions, and my son's... Empty is a band. <laughs> no, son. I don't. It's so it's so funny that it started that way, but but that they call me dad. I just have accepted. You are it. a dad. Famous last words. That's Evan's, Evan's band. Right? Yeah. So Evan, our front of house guy. That's his band. Did he there. still do sound for you guys? Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. Oh, he was He's two time in it. He was two time. I like. Yeah. I liked him a yeah, lot. He was great. He. It's fun because he's just one of us. Yeah. Uh, and and so the like he's on top of shit though. No, he that's is. what I like. Well, he he's very driven. He's very meticulous, and I think that that having another presence of that because you get with with me, Shane, Zach, and Micah, you get kind of varying degrees of that during the day. Everybody's super meticulous about what they're doing, but having having it be consistent over you know it's like Captain Planet, like we all put our rings in and, and <laughs> the Megazord gets one. I, I love that but, word. But Megazord. I think that that's, I think that that's what it is. It's like he's the fifth Power Ranger and I love it. Yeah, anytime we would roll up to a venue, he would walk in and just look like, it's like he pretty much had a cape on. He's like looking for the yeah. soundboard. Yeah, he'd move really fast and his chest's out and he's just yeah. all huge and he's like, hey. XLRs come uh, out of his fingers. He just uh, like yeah. sets the stage. <laughs> they plug into the board. He's like, this Phantom like, power. Hey, uh, I need a uh, Captain Phantom. I need four. Uh, I need four stands. <laughs> I need twenty XLR cables, twenty foot preferably. <laughs> uh, where's your soundboard? Ooh, that's really old. I don't like it. And, uh, here's a oh, digital over there, one. Uh, I need your drum mic package. <laughs> You're okay. Uh, I'm gonna need two of those toms. And All then right. he's just after the after the show, he's just chill. And well, no, after everything's set up, he'll he'll take his jewel out, which he quit. Mm. I'm super proud of him. Ripping that but young he'll jewel. Just rip that jewel and be like. <laughs> Okay, guys, I'm back to normal. <laughs> Everything's set up, guys. Everything's ready. Time to play a show, everybody. Yep. Come on, boys. You guys ready to rock and roll? So the to tour went well, though? I think it... So I don't want to get into sounding uh, like an insane person, but I... Too late. It, it was... Fair enough. Fair enough. We're already full-fledged, <laughs> That's baby. That's true. Uh, no, it, it's way in a way... And I've been on some really amazing tours, but way in a way, I think it was the most rewarding tour I've ever been on. O'Sleeper's fans are incredible. That's um, awesome. People that enjoy music and and are are consistent in going to shows and and supporting bands are amazing. But 
I think that O Sleeper has the best fans I've been exposed to. People that are just really generous and sweethearts. Um, like I made I made friends with a guy, and I'm not going to try to say his name for fear that I'm going to mess it up. But <laughs> he and his wife, if they're within like I don't know eight hours of a show we're playing, they come out and oh they're, and they're both authors. And so like that's so cool. He um, the dude's name is yeah. I'm just going to be brave. The dude's name is Stuart, and he has. Um, he has a series he writes called Killstreak, and he gave me, I think, the first two books of that. Like novels? Full-on like novels? novels, yeah. Wow. So I have those to read while I'm home. His wife is one of the – I don't know. She's incredible. I uh, We were playing in Michigan, and it was a small town that I can't think of the name, but she was there, and I was – I had to do something, and so I asked. I asked her to hold my bass because she was standing in front of my side of the stage. She and like, played the show. She didn't, <laughs> but but she was like, no. she was so pumped about it, and it was funny. I kind of did it to troll Cody from Empty because he was standing next to her, and I gave it to her <laughs> instead, instead of, of him. him. Nice. But she Classic. she was like so pumped. She took a picture and was like, I can add holding a bass. To my resume, even though it was as big as I was, she's <laughs> she's itty bitty, but it just was stuff like that of people that were consistent, people that came out to several shows, um, and they were always sweet, and they, you know, like people that make you cookies or buy you tacos. Mm, I or, love people or that make me cookies, and uh, yes, and you just too. Was, you me cookies. Sorry. Yeah, it just it just happened. <laughs> it happened all the time. Um, That's great, man. And yeah, it was ever. I feel like everybody just showed up, and like people know the words you know is mm-hmm. we play we played the singles um and then one song that that was new and it was like everybody knew the words yeah and uh it was so sick yeah that dude that's cool and kind of tying this into what we were talking about about christian art and stuff like that um so in college i would like start to leave at the end of my time in college to go do tours. So I'd have to do two and a half weeks worth of homework. <laughs> it somehow I didn't fail my classes, but um Yeah, where's that me, where's that um Oh, don't hey, do that to him. Don't, I don't do him like that. I don't need the paper, dude. I got this podcast. <laughs> where's the where's the paper? Hey dude, don't with you with your worry. name on it with the signature he, and a stamp. He and... used it that time that he didn't have money for toilet paper. Mm-hmm. Yep. I do have it. No, I don't. But um I wrote this one. I wrote this paper my senior year, <clears throat> all about mm. how the church could learn a lesson from the heavy music scene, and because I got so much crap from people, like even professors, for being in a heavy band. Um, really? Yeah. Is, Eva- is Evangel that like? Well, it was. It was against the rules to even be in a bar, like while you attend that school, <laughs> like even during the summers. Even during the summers. You cannot walk into an establishment of alcohol. Or do you not want to say it? No, I don't care. I love I, talking I about it. it so. Evangel University in Springfield, Missouri. Okay. Go dislike them on Facebook. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. There it was I overall thankful because I made great friends. Um, but also overall I'm broke because of that place. Yeah. But With um, no paper. Yeah, I learned a lot. I learned a lot. It, it, I feel like I wouldn't be the person I am without the experience, even the negative. No, parts. I mean, I, I think that that's. I think that that's the way to to view life. I'm, I'm sad for your student loans. Yeah, but that's. That, you this, know, it's funny because that <laughs> that ended up being a big part of why I didn't go. Like I didn't finish, because I was like, yeah, going to debt, more money than I feel like I just I'll wish ever I have. Been smarter or, then. 
Like, well, it's, it's just not, the norm but, to go. But I think that it's easy to do that to yourself. But but in retrospect, you're not taking into account the abilities that you have stemmed from that experience. Yeah. And so you're even, even the guile that you have about it is propelling you forward, which you wouldn't have if you didn't, if you yeah. didn't experience it. I need to, and I need to finish that really quick because I got off track. Sorry. But basically I wrote that paper uh-huh. about the church. I ended up getting an A on it, but basically I just tried to compare like how when I go to heavy shows, <clears throat> I feel a sense of community that I don't feel at church. Sure. Just like even when everyone's pitting and getting crazy, if somebody falls up, like everybody's like instantly, let's pick him up. And then you keep going together. It's like this really cool flow and just the amount of passion at those shows. And it depends on the shows and the yeah. band, the people in the crowd. You're going to have some turds in the crowd once in a while. Sure. Especially but, at earth grown shows. Right. Lots of turds. Yeah. You guys, you guys <laughs> have that beat down dimension to your music. And everybody loves to punch girls in the back of the head. I don't, I don't get that. We don't have too much of that. Cause we, we don't have, have a lot of like crowd killing. Shows. Yeah. 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 Our, there's tons of room for each person to <laughs> well, have here's, like, here's the thing. That's why we're our small. Shows, yeah. like, and, and I, I obviously don't really mosh anymore, but, but like oh, when I was I'm a in kid, retirement. dudes like that were in the middle of the room to beat each other up <laughs> is the, like my favorite part of metal shows. <laughs> really? But when it spilled, well, yeah, it's like, there's something magical about oh. getting hit in the face <laughs> And you're like, I'm not made of glass. And the guy next to you is like, you good dude. And you give each other knocks and you keep going crazy. And that so China is going. It's, and just, yeah, but it's when it spills, it spills into the bystanders that I get kind of bummed about. And it was, I remember being really young, like 18 and going to shows and really loving San Antonio for everybody like you went to a couple shows. He was like, okay, if I want to be a part of this, I stand here. If I want to be a part of this, I stand here. And it was something that like, it was absolutely an unspoken rule kind of thing, but you had the older dudes kind of showing the newer, like the younger guys, like the ropes and yeah. don't be a dickhead. Like guy, you know, the old heads were breaking up fights and stuff like that. And it, it I don't see it as much today but but when you go to a show and you see that like that thing of like there's this wild chaos and respect simultaneously it's it's really really great it's a cool space to live in it's a nice little yeah. fence line i like rock shows i like a rock and roll show so we just uh finished writing our next record mm-hmm. Are you gonna show me any of it yep yeah. we have it all so it's just like Pod farm guitars and program drums and that no sounds, vocals. That but, sounds like um, the way that Jeremy likes to do recording. <laughs> That's how we do pre-pro. Yep. Just we, kidding, J Man. Record for real. But um, oh, did you guys use cabs? Uh, don't so, tell me that. I'm no, sorry. No, I don't care. I I want to be like totally open about everything. I think it's cool too. Um, so we track with Kemper uh-huh. and then we reamp through a 5150 through a Mesa cab, 412. Everything's raw. But tracking with the Kemper like preserve obviously preserves your tube life. No, absolutely. Yeah. Well, what did you what did you track? Did you did you mic an eight ten? Please tell me you mic'd an eight ten. He mic'd a six ten uh, for hell yeah to record to reamp to reamp. Oh, to so re-amp. we record everything direct. Yeah, digitally. you guys want to do mel because yeah, then you can melodyne it. No, all that stuff is fun, but like the reamping part. Is I just so sat crazy. in the computer chair and played a riff. I have <laughs> no idea what happened. <laughs> You gotta start. You gotta start watching, man, so you can do it yourself. He presses space, and then I'm, and then I see the <laughs> well, line go. I'm like, ah! to, to, 
to be fair, you've never been there while he's mixing. That, I've only been there because I've worked with other bands he's recorded. So yeah. in my local band, I wasn't allowed to record bass because they said I wasn't good enough, which is so <laughs> dumb. Well, it's also true. Well, it, it, that's pretty <laughs> unanimous. Like to be a bass player that gets to track his parts means you're like top tier, just so you know. So tracking Rahab was the first time I'd ever recorded bass mm-hmm. ever. You did great. So you're I was really like, solid I did it live. So, I mean, I imagine you yeah, you're really the same good. in, a, you. in a studio setting. Well, I mean, I'm not blowing smoke up your ass. Like if you I weren't am. good, I wouldn't say it. Yeah. I, be- no, I believe just, you. Go. I'm ripping a jewel into that hole. <laughs> no, ripping a jewel into that. It, so I didn't know what. <laughs> Evan, Evan. Straight All up right, his bungus. I'm normal now. Let's play a show. <laughs> Yeah, so I didn't know what was going on. We, I just played, but well, it was fun. I, the thing that I'll tell you, from, as you start to learn, yeah, maybe you'll never be an engineer. It's what it is. It's but it, very but likely it's, I will never be an engineer. Well, but maybe, you, maybe you decide you love it, but the thing that I think is funny, or fun, sorry, not funny, but fun, is that if you start to learn all the dimensions of what you're doing, like because you're doing it every night when you're on tour, and how that translates and what you like and what you don't like. And like this night, I could feel it in my feet. This night, it hit me in the chest. And all these things that different rooms do. When you get back to the studio, you th- you think of like from Jeremy's perspective, he has, he has three stringed instruments, maybe some programming, all the vocals and all the drums that he's thinking about in this really broad checklist kind of thought process yeah but if you go in with bass and you have a mini checklist of the 10 things that you can think of like it just means that your your end of that will have more consideration than it would naturally not because of neglect necessarily but just for time and so like if you go into the studio like okay i want to play at this frequency i want to play it out of this cab and i want to have these two amps going simultaneously into the same cab or into two different cabs or whatever it is and like you have those ideas that can all be accomplished digitally you change the dynamic of of what you would bring to the record than if you're just like i'm going to do what they tell me and leave i see what you're saying and so it, it's not necessarily going to be better even than what they would do, but there's something about having... I mean, that's collaboration. Inform, yeah, having yeah. an informed perspective instead of, like you said, like a you, he hits the space bar and you're like, ah! <laughs> yeah. Well, but it, being being competent at playing your instrument is... I mean, you wouldn't even be on the record if you couldn't do that. So, I mean, that's a good thing to start with, but it, it's actually a lot of fun. Um just the, nerding the, out about the, the small yeah. details. Well, one of the things about being home is that I'm still learning the Helix system. And the, I mean, the possibilities are so big. Helix is digital like guitar and bass yeah. sounds for and, anybody and who so doesn't know. And so it's like for me, I could let Shane do everything and be that guy in the band that's like, oh, I just... <laughs> or I can be like, I may still use what he creates because his ear is incredible yeah. and he's so smart. But like I might also, because I'm spending more time on that than I'm spending time on my instrument like he does on guitars and, and, you know, the synth pads and stuff like that. It's possible that I will at least inspire something that he wouldn't have thought of because I've spent so much time on it. Yeah. And you can do the same. It's just adding equity, I think. And yeah, as like we grow as a band and the years continue, the records continue, it's becoming more of a collaboration where at first it was... This is Jeremy's band. Yep. We're the higher ons. It's now this is our band. I wrote a significant amount of guitar work for this album, which feels so good. Yeah, finally, it's good and, riffages. And um, yeah, so it's cool to 
I just sent all my riffs to Jer. He built all the structures, but it's cool to get those back and hear how he yeah, blended yeah, yeah. mine with his. Uh-huh. And it already feels more dynamic. But this first EP, or this EP we're about to to record is way more. It's like a heavy rock album almost. That's cool. It's still got our flavor to it. Definitely I just has want more the Earth Grows flavor. The stomp part, dude. Yeah, it's like a doom rock album. It's That's just awesome. we also have a couple standard like 08 breakdowns. It's weird. Yeah, we've like, never we've done never that. done that before. I mean, whatever. So I'm excited. That's one of my favorite parts of metalcore, dude. I love a good beat out. Well, okay. Every, like, throughout time, people have taken a dump on simplicity, <laughs> but it's like, it's why you can listen to pop so easily. You're just like, oh, yeah, this makes sense to my brain and I don't have to think about it. Yeah. Which is not diminishing the intelligence of the music. It's profound in its simplicity because it makes it more accessible as opposed to like, we like to listen to Mashuga because we're like, wait, what? One, yeah. two, three. Oh, what? Yeah. And you're like, you're you're dissecting this thing as you do it because that's fun. But if you put on T Swift, you're just like, ah, you know, yeah. you just you just <laughs> start passive. Singing, you just start singing along. <laughs> yeah, you they, can't help they, it. They made it to grab you by the hand and pull you into the right. song. With it's it, like so. scientifically crafted to be catchy and. Do you guys watch the memorable. hot ones? Yeah. Yeah. So yes. the John Mayer episode, he I just seen that one. You have watch to watch it, it because I not only it. does he eat all the wings like a boss without <laughs> of course he does. one time. It's his sexy he just, voice. He dude. just casually hacks pop music. He's like, Oh yeah, it's just this. You I'm not gonna give it away, but if you watch it, you'll see no him spoilers just be here. like I'm the most incredible musician on the planet. Oh, and here's this thing that just breaks the code on what we're here's all Here's why about. he was able to eat all the wings. He grabs the wing, maybe the hottest one. He says one word and his bassy, silky voice just, uh, uh, just we did him in order. De demystifies the wing and blows all the hot dust maybe, off it. Maybe that's what happens. It's just a regular or wing. he's just an actual boss, which <laughs> yeah, is probably, probably the more likely of the, I like the mist idea. Did, did you did you watch the um uh, Aubrey Audrey Plaza? Aubrey Plaza. Aubrey Plaza. I think I saw she, from Parks and Rec. She, oh yeah, I yeah. know who she, she is. She did worry. it. Uh, we yeah, I know. Kaden loves a plaza. I, I love. He'll a go good shopping plaza. there anytime. Yeah. She did it without like breaking em eye contact, emoting like nice. Like oh, so you could wings? see you could see like the tears in her eyes, but she would just like act really normal. Yeah, and trying to keep that attitude persona that she has so well she's perfected got that during April character she's just like so yes good. and that gets me going dude i love <laughs> that that's what it takes for caden ladies and gentlemen yeah you just be have to be creepy beady eyes creepy <laughs> ambiguous non -event. i think it's the power and <laughs> yeah. the, the mean sassiness oh well, it's so funny that. in that show oh, though yeah. because she married who she did Wait, I don't even what? know what you'd call Chris oh. Pratt in the show. Oh, I thought you meant in real life. No, no, I was like, I what? I mean, she's she's off the table? I was like, what? Caden's, Caden's off the air. Hole through there. I just go like, to the next apartment. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, they he also... Is a, he is a puppy. That's how I would describe That's, him. Yeah, no, he's, he a, is a, he's, puppy. A, he's a Labrador puppy. Mm -hmm. Just <laughs> chewing everything he's and so pumped great. on everything. Always happy. Even following Chris Pratt on Instagram, do you guys follow him? My wife does. It feels I like up, I get updates that way. It feels like following a high school friend. Like he's just so chill and he awesome. seems like authentic. I, I love that he makes him. fun like he makes fun of his diet all the time. That's mostly what we talk about is he's like, here's my snack. Oh, and yeah, it's like those are great. it's like a, a piece of cheese in between two cucumbers or something. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, This sucks, but <laughs> yep. that's keeping me thin. Yeah. I get to be a superhero. What's your um 
Speaking of like thinness, we've been trying to exercise a lot. Uh, what what do you do on tour? Sweat a lot. So our AC went out again no. uh, this time for only about two weeks, but it is only oh, about yeah. two weeks yeah. in two. the yeah. summer. No, it was, it's a fortnight. Well, and we're we're fortunate because it was it was the northern part of of things as opposed to us going through the desert. That's but true. I uh, I have a thing. My the way that I can make myself focus is by making what I'm doing uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. So I purposefully wear uh, this like winter Under Armour thing. Oh gosh. While we play live. And just and, sweat it and out. And just sweat it out. Uh, excuse me. It's we smart had, to do it live. We had it. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's essentially my going to the gym every day. Um, and we, we had planned, we had planned to work out and we, we would all do little things. Like we brought some dumbbells that we'd kind of hit before we got on stage, but because we didn't take any crew out, like everybody was so busy that the downtime we had was like, okay, I need to rest so I can give this hour long set what it needs. Oof, that's a long set. Um, oh yeah. I forget what it's like. I mean, oh, man, I've never was, played that long actually. It's no, it was, it was intense. I mean, and, and in like an it's amazing like kind of way, um, Hate but, uh, <laughs> Wait, what? He said it's like camping after he, he said, said intense. it was intense. It was intense. You're like the worst. Camping. That's intense. <laughs> Fifteen-year-old joke. Uh, and it's still funny. No, it's not. <laughs> it's just dumb. Which is why it's funny. You're right. Anyway, yeah, I guess. Anyway, you were camping. Hour-long, yeah, so we hour-long we camping, camping session. Intense. Um, but but everybody, everybody, you know, kind of did it their their own way i think in the future or i personally once we have a driver none of the rest of anything will matter because i i realized the reason on this last tour is i can only sleep about four hours at a time on tour and it's because i'm stressed out about us getting to where we're going yeah if i have a person that their only job and it's not it's not anyone's fault it's not like they're a terrible driver or anything like that it's just i get stressed out about that if I'm not the one driving, mm -hmm. because if I'm driving, I like, I know what I'm going to do. Um, and so once we hire someone that their only job is to get us where we're going, I'll do it. I'll be able to sleep great. No, I wouldn't do that to you. <laughs> I'll be able to sleep great. And like the thing that we would do is we just, every day we wake up at a planet fitness. Yeah. We go in, we knock out our workout and an, an it's hour a great and a half way to whatever. start a day yeah. too. When I'm home, that's what I try to do. Uh, and the, the O sleeper tours, because they've been so successful, I found myself about halfway through being like, you know what, this may only happen one time. So I'm going to eat whatever the hell I want Just and as it. much of it as I want. And I did. And on this last tour, I'm happy to announce Micah relinquished his crown as the person who eats the most. Really? Yes. You're up there. I usurped the throne, apparently. Wow. Um, but so if I you're did, sitting I down. I ate the shit out of some food on that tour. I which cannot eat that you, much at once. If you can see. <laughs> if you're going to like, let's just say you're at an Applebee's style restaurant. What are we ordering? What are we getting? It kind of depends. I... I go for shock and awe sometimes. Ooh, um, 13 burgers. <laughs> no, well, nothing like... But there, there were times where like, I'd order an entree and then I'd be like, you know what, I need more than this. Mm. And I'd order a second one and everybody would be like, yo! Dude, you're also you, like tall well, we're all and big muscles. Giant dudes. Yeah, yeah. But, the sleeper is huge. But it was like that I... Two burgers, please. If you yeah. guys go to, do you ever go to Steak and Shake on tour? Try not to. Okay, that, that's Try, kind of my thing. A, I'm, not, I'm not diminishing it, but so like I've been touring full time for about 
10 years. It's it, sick it's brag, right dude. on the shut up. It's right <laughs> we on the only cusp. Go to I the have, steakhouse. I have eaten terrible food for so much of it because I was so no, bored I get that. that on this, I was like, <clears throat> and I made sure to only do it a couple times, but I, there would be nights where I'd spend 50, 50 bucks on dinner and I would just be like, I don't Dang. give a shit because I want to eat this food. I could use I, that for I groceries. I had trouble. I or, I ordered a Thai entree today, and I only ate half of it, and I'm gonna eat the other half. I, I can't ate that, eat that. So. Oh, it, oh, okay. Have a good day. Yeah. No, yeah. I, <laughs> I can't eat that much at one time. It's no, so I mean, impressive. I, I think that that's good. Well, it, I've had a job since I was 11 years old. That's sick brag, dude. No, it's not. <laughs> I've been saving since I was like, 11. I just, no, I, I don't have much to show for my working since I was 11. But but it's like I just I'm always doing stuff. I'm always busy. I'm always mm. and, and so it's like the the amount of times that I eat are probably still less than the times in my life where like I've forgotten to eat or the first full American tour I did. I ate every other day. Because oh. we made three dollars a day, and you—it's <laughs> like buying something for three dollars just makes my stomach angry. Like I survived that tour because the drummer that went out with us worked at the Mars factory in Cleveland, Tennessee, and we had boxes of <laughs> coconut M Ms, Twix, and oh, um, I would feel so sick. Well, my thing was I would I would get a coffee, which was a dollar. I'd uh-huh. get a coffee and I'd eat. A bag of M and M's or Twix, and then I'd go. Uh, I'd go about my business. I'd save. I'd save my three dollars up to go buy six dollars worth of Taco Bell every other day, Dang. and I lost twenty five pounds on that tour. Oh my gosh! And so when I'd get home, I worked at this really nice sushi place, and so it just sort of started this <laughs> cycle of like. Be really like, hungry like for fast a long time. Yeah. Be fast really hungry feast. for a long time. The and fast then come and feastiest. home and not only will you eat a lot, but you'll eat a lot of really good food. And it'll make you miss the really good food that much more when you're out. And so Gosh, I love that, sushi. that gets that gets the 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 you know the icing on top. Micah's wife is a chef. Oof. And so I've only been playing with him for a year, but the first time that I went, <laughs> she made like the most incredible macaroni and cheese of to this moment eaten. Oh, I love a good M and C and baked mm. and baked chicken. And I, God bless you. I just, you take a bite and you're like, or, or she, the other Oof. time she made us burgers that she like, she had her own ratio of different things to make the patty with. And I, and I ate the first bite and I was like, I, that's a great feeling. Nothing else. Matters is ever going to compare to this. <laughs> She's thing. an angel. She is. She came to one show on that tour we did with you guys, right? A couple. I don't remember. Cause I did meet her at least once. Yeah. I was very shy. Sure. She's really attractive. <laughs> No, and I don't mean that in a weird way. I have I this know, I, I have this social you. issue to where no matter my intentions with somebody, if they are beautiful, man or woman, well, I, I am intimidated by them. It's like I can't talk to that's you. An interest, You're on that's a whole an interesting level. point because I, I think that it is is a funny thing that no one talks about. Like beauty is intimidating. Yeah. And, and it's and it's not because of anything other than it's like it's striking. And it can be a. It, That's it can a better be, word. She's striking. It can be like, art. It can be music. It can be it just like anything that impresses upon you because it's 
radiance is yeah. on uh so we just gotta find other ways to be striking. For instance, we could go bowling. bowling. Yes! <laughs> Roommates! I just imagine that you guys we're are terrible. I imagine we're in a bowling alley. Me and you are just we just got our clown shoes on, we're about to throw some strikes. And there's a beautiful woman about six lanes down. I would look and whoop get a strike in the lane over from no. like missing. Nope. Yes. So she throws one. She probably gets a spare. She's still talented, but also beautiful, beautiful striking. She looks at you. You get super nervous, but then I tap you on the back. I'm like, Caden, you know how to be striking. And you bowl this beautiful dead eye strike. And you look back at her and you both just just (laughs) face mash. I want everybody to notice how uncomfortable this scenario is making Caden look. (laughs) What do you mean? I'm getting excited. I think he's inspired. he's, He's just like... And then you spend an entire life. I'm just in, intimidated by people in general. People so are I was hard. imagining this uh, scenario. Well, I was like, so that's tell, terrifying. tell this story from your perspective because oh, no. the last time, <laughs> the last time we did this, he he told me about his. What did you What did you think about us when you went on the road? Because he was like, These "Dudes are gonna cool guy us, and the bass player's an Good. idiot because he wore Buzz Lightyear vans." Oh yeah, oh dude, I judged you on your shoes for like a week yes. of that tour. I was like, "Who's this guy with his big ass shoes <laughs> and his big thick juicy dumper walking around the merch <laughs> table all the time?" <laughs> when you said big ass shoes, I just pictured his shoes <laughs> on his butt cheeks. No, that was shoes. the first two things I noticed about <laughs> you. I was like, "He's was got I big wearing? shoes and a." Big butt. Was I wearing? <laughs> was I wearing my Jordans? I don't know shoe don't brand. Did you judge him at uh, that f- uh, festival we played yeah, together? That's when he did. That's when I judged when him. I, I didn't him. notice your shoes in Dallas at the Ray. No, before right? that we no, played we Creation. Play, so yeah, to oh, speak of I Wolves, keep forgetting that. the the night you got it was. I don't think I met you then. You did. Oof. That's okay. <laughs> I, don't, I don't. I don't matter. I'm just a dude. It's not a big deal. Just big booty. But duty. just for the sake of comparing, like I thought it was really funny. He was like, "Ah, oh, that guy sucks. Look at his shoes." Yeah, dude. So you made a good impression on me at that show that I actually remember Dallas. meeting you at the Dallas, Dallas at the rail because you same were thing happened because I forgot about the creation thing too. You were playing. I was on the stage on the side watching. Pee. Keep going. Okay. And um, in between songs. You just like came up to me and talked to my ear like, hey, you're a really talented bassist. I'm glad that we get to hang out again. Like while you were on stage, I was like, he wow, didn't. I didn't remember that. I either. was like, he didn't have to just he's playing a show. And then he came to me side stage in between songs to give me a compliment. Well, I, I was like, what a nice I, guy. I did that. Well, thank you. I did that because I I wanted to say that I was excited because I liked your music. I was excited to see you uh, to see you play. But I was at merch, so I couldn't have come up to you earlier. Yeah. I didn't. I, I didn't remember what I said to him. I didn't remember what I said to you because I, I generally try to accomplish things like that because I'm. I'm just like I'm also like a puppy. I'm just so pumped to be here. Like <laughs> that. I just when I get to play shows is. I don't know. Is the happiest that I end up being, and so I just feel like I want to do all the things. Yeah. But then when you saw my shoes, you're like, oh. Never so it, mind. it was in it was in <laughs> Omaha. The that was the first day of the O Sleeper oh, yeah. tour, and you're just like walking around setting up merch, and I was like, he's got these giant like half pink shoes that go up to his <laughs> oh, knees. Oh yeah, no, I did. And no. it's like I I am just like a small shoe guy because I'm just a van. I didn't I didn't have those yet. I didn't have pink shoes. They were they were pink on the top. Like no, I did. I bought those in the middle of that tour after my oh. luggage got stolen. Remember? Mm. 
the story deepens. We don't remember correctly. We don't remember You're correctly. That's very that. likely. I must have um, had my Jordans on because those would be big shoes. The, yeah, the they're, Nikes they're I big had shoes were not big. And big tight shoes. pants around your butt. And I was like, <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, what, you do have tour. a thick booty, baby. It's nice. I don't know what to say. I don't disagree. Thank you. But uh, yeah, thanks for thanks for the compliment about you my. Oh, would you, would you say juicy dumper? <laughs> juicy dumper. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> That's terrible. No human should say that about their own ass ever. I, I got a I juicy really, dumper I, on me. I take Thick, it back. Juicy dumper. I take it back. Be blessed. Oh man, all of you be yeah, blessed. Yeah, that was my first impression of you. And then and then we got drunk in the back of your van and just rambled for like an hour nonsensical <laughs> stuff back and forth and i was like oh he's pretty cool did we really oh yeah that night no okay. it was like later on the tour when it wasn't like because the first few days are always like kind of awkward people still getting yeah. to know the other bands you know there's less like mingling and hanging but once we started hanging i specifically remember at the launch pad in new mexico no that was that was a night that i hurt my knee Yes. And so that's why. Because I, I remember hammered. carrying all of your merch out for you. Yeah, I felt terrible. About <laughs> no, all it, that. it was only like a few totes. It's no big deal. But that yeah, we. Big ass knee brace. We were. We were in I, wear, knee I just wear that created. every day now. What? I said, oh, I just made a bad pun. Um. Yeah, thanks for not repeating it. Anyways, I found out what happened to my knee. Remember? Oh, like, yeah. What is it? So my knee was feeling sore. Um, It's tendonitis. It's patellar tendonitis. Ah, so I'm wearing this like patellar. I hardly know. Her. Well, the patella is what they use to reattach my my ACL, my right knee. Oh, so okay. I'm familiar. Yeah, so I just have this like thick strap on that. You keep going. That's the end of the story. No, yeah. so there's this. It just like squeezes my tendon onto my kneecap. And I can't do like any running or jumping for two months. It's gonna have a little. Oh, is it gonna legs. heal itself? Yeah, that, oh, they cool. said it should. If it doesn't, then they're gonna give me a, a little injection or something. A little, like steroid, oh, steroid shot. Injection? Yeah. No, that's cool. Yeah, it's I just, totally I'm guess. happy I'm to hear you right. don't have to have surgery. Yeah, seriously, I was pumped about that. Nobody likes surgery. You had to have surgery though. That sucks. I do, and I will again at some point when I have six months of downtime. <laughs> right. Which probably won't happen until I'm old. Yeah. No, I don't know. You're already there, so. Your geese. Shut up. You do have some lovely wisdom grays in here, though. Ways. <laughs> you have some ways, brother. Well, boys, we're already past an hour, so we got to wrap this ding dang thing up. Well, I, wrap did it up we like actually talk about anything? No, I don't. Okay, we didn't. That's we what happened, and every that's time. the beauty of this podcast. Yes, we, it, it was entertaining without any deviation. Direction. <laughs> direction. No, it deviated. A I was lot. waving I was my hand through the air like a snake for you, yeah. uh, yep. audio only listeners. Yeah, this. Is what it feels like to be in my head. Yeah. I'm and sorry. It's, it's beautiful. You had to hear it. No, dude. Nuh-uh. Thanks for sharing no. it with us. Thanks for appreciating. Honor is yeah, ours. We love you. Um, so everybody, because last time we talked about the album, it wasn't out yet. Album's so out now, now. Everybody can go stream. Go stream Sleepers, it. New go album. buy it. Yeah. So Spotify, Apple Music. Uh, it's called Bloodied Unbowed. All the songs are there. Jam them one or all. Uh, if you want to help out in the vein of the streaming way of life, hit the old download button and keep the uh, keep the album in your offline content, and that will oh, does that help? That will be a a good mark for us. Um, oh, cool. We we will be launching our online store towards the end of the year, so keep your eyeballs out for that. Sweet, sweet. Uh, we are going to Europe. Ooh. In December, which will be really exciting. Uh, we have be, some Europe listeners, actually. It'll so. be capped off by uh, playing a festival in Denmark, I believe, called 
Nope, I don't remember the name. Sleeper Fest. It's not Sleeper Fest. <laughs> That's uh, a cool name. It would be a cool. You're name. welcome. And uh, so personally, my my screen name there is uh, Webster Happens Seven. I'll be working to launch my Twitch channel. Yeah. Uh, potentially a Discord channel and uh, YouTube, which I'll keep the moniker the same. I'm going to be doing some playthrough videos with Jaboy Zach Neat. Mayfield uh, for, for Zach the, Mayfield. the singles off of Bloody Unbowed. And so if you're into that, stay tuned. Yeah. Now that you're home, we can finally start working on your yep. content because we talked yeah. about that after the last podcast. Yep. And gonna... spoiler, we're going to get Aaron Marsh. He's a good boy. I'm trying to have him on the podcast. He's no, we we already said like I'm. I'll just drag him here. I'll yeah. drive to Atlanta and drag him back if I have to. But he's, he's going to be on an episode. Insane with us. like graphic designer and video producer. Very good. Very, very creative. Very smart. Very. I called him last. We talked on the phone last night. Oh, good. Because I was yeah. I was trying to rope him into when because you leave the 20th, so we have to we have to do that. Yeah. That group of things we talked about doing. Yeah, we will. 20th. Even if we have to road trip up to Atlanta. But you don't need to hear about that. So God bless everybody. Have a lovely day. And uh, yeah, go support O Sleeper. Have a good see you. Peace. Woo! Thank you so much for watching this video. If you like my stuff, consider subscribing to my channel. It would mean a whole lot to me. If you'd like your name on all of my work, access to episodes of my podcast early, or bonus episodes of my vlog, head over to patreon.com slash Zachariah Mayfield. You can support me for as little as $3 a month. That's a pretty freaking good deal.